We're coming to you with the unspoken words. This is the Red Road Perspective. With humility, experience, reflection, and that unique style of indigenous humor, we discuss the issues that affect our mind, body, spirit, and emotional well-being as natives in recovery. Mobriety. Community, accountability, transparency, and service work. Uh, hey, yeah. You just gotta play with it, bro. Uh, hey, you just gotta play with it. episode. Wake up, wake up. It's a hundred and ten. Wake up, wake up. It's a hundred and ten. It's a hundred and ten episode. And it's unspoken words, and I would fight with my wife. <laughs> and all I can see is one one zero. <laughs> <laughs> Cash your welfare check. Hey, uh, hey, oh. <laughs> the remix. How would you say 110 in Crow then? Oh, Buzz, I don't know, but evidently, this guy, JC, just, his advice is just to play with it. <laughs> <laughs> just play with it. <laughs> You'll get it to go. It'll work. It'll work. It'll work out. <laughs> so, yeah, we're here at Unspoken Words. <laughs> <laughs> that computer program you were using earlier. It. That thing you were just now playing with. (laughs) (laughs) That computer program, just to clarify everybody. (laughs) Randy was on his iPad with on a computer program. (laughs) JC was telling him, just play with it. (laughs) You'll figure it out. I have been bro all week. <laughs> oh man. It's good. It's all good in the hood. <laughs> Episode 110. Wow, man, that's crazy. 110. Uh who? 100. Two plus man. years, baby. Man, two years and some change. Change. Did you guys start um your um whatever's did you start your whatevers? I was doing math real quick in my head. Oh. It's like six weeks in, huh? So, like, we start, we would have been like, it had this started just now, we would have started six weeks ago. Yep. Something like that. What? This would have been week six. Yeah. Yep. If we just started, like, on November 5th. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, our birthday is actually November 5th. <laughs> But our pod being, they must be based in Australia because at like once we start recording here, it's Friday. You know what? I, I looked at that and it does say mountain time. Maybe it was then though. You know, our grandparents used to run into troubles like this. Mm. They didn't know what they time don't was know when their birth date was. <laughs> <laughs> Remember? Okay, then a hundred and ten snow or they don't know. Moons. Like my grandma, I think my grandma was like that. Like they didn't know what year technically she was born. Mm. She felt like I. Was it 21 or 18? Something like that. There was like a discrepancy yeah. in her birth year. Yeah, there was like, my grandma was the same way. It was either like 23 or 25 when she was. Yeah, born. yeah. They couldn't remember. Hmm. Ah. Indian ah, time. Ah, ah, yeah. It was born on Indian time. There's, there's no concept of time out there. Four snows ago. Oh, and turn into only the, only, <laughs> only the first of the month. <laughs> first yeah. of the month. Wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month. Grab your cheese and get up. 
Grab your, Episode one one zero. Grab your brick of cheese and get up. <laughs> make some grilled cheese. Hey y'all. Uh, hey you. Yeah, we're trying oh, to make those good. real thick ones. <laughs> what about the real thick ones? <laughs> trying to make your cheese real thick and make a sandwich. Ho ho. Those thick ones. <laughs> clog you up, bro. Oh, clog you Just up. Stop you right there. Stop you in your tracks. <laughs> Get stuck. Oh. oh. TMI. TMI. Hey, to get some of that, just down some of that corn syrup. Oh. <laughs> Help you up. Oh, no wonder um, natives are diabetics, man. They had that pure corn syrup. Yeah. Ooh, I know. Man, you mix it with that peanut butter, though. You ever do that? No, bro. Like, yeah. You never did that. Like, I remember we did we do that that corn syrup and mix it with peanut butter. Fuck the bomb, B man. Well, Put it on our pancakes. Sweet. I think that was pretty good. Yeah, like the syrup and uh, peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's like a country mm-hmm. thing. I come to find out. My grandma used to have commodities in her basement, mm-hmm. man, and it would just be stocked like a shelter almost. Yeah. Like I wonder why they shelter. were like that. Yeah. I mean, no, not like a bomb shelter, but you know, like, remember yeah, the yeah. old people's houses? Remember they always had like the, I don't know, maybe it's just my experience, but we just had like shelves and everything, like everything was like. Yeah. Just packed away up. like. Co- like a uh, store? Cans. Yeah. yeah. Cans and yeah. Dry eggs and. Powdered eggs. Yep. Yeah, powdered eggs. I grew up on powdered eggs. I you know what? We're commodities. Yeah. Yeah, and then those potatoes those were good, hey? Those yeah. raisins those that you potatoes? come out in the brick. You have to break up the brick. Oh, yeah. Of raisins? Yeah. I don't think I've seen In that package? No, oh, in that, in that white box? They used to be in a yeah, box. Yeah, in that oh, white one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, you used to have to kind of... Yeah, break them up. Yeah. I told you about that time my brother giving out commodity reasons and peanuts and little plastic bags <laughs> for um, Halloween. We should do that for Halloween. I know. I wish we should give out some. Because those kids started coming through the Over door. Here, we, bring oh, man, we didn't have anything to give out, so we oh, we got to give them something. <laughs> mixed up um, commodity raisins and commodity peanuts. Remember the ones with no salt? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And little plastic baggies. Put a salt the- package in there. <laughs> Should have made like um, Shake it up big. Made some rice and um, <laughs> made some rice and put um, raisins in there and just like gave everybody scoops. Oh. <laughs> they call that spotted dog. Heat this up in the morning. <laughs> a little bit of sugar before you eat your candy. Get some real food now. <laughs> Don't fill up on candy now. <laughs> All right, I got a I got an interesting icebreaker for us that we tried out tonight. Okay. <clears throat> So, I'm going to set a timer on my phone for two minutes, and for the next two minutes, both of you guys have to respond to every question with a bark. With a bark? With a bark. <laughs> That's how, you guys down with that? Yeah. Wait a minute. Do I? Okay, so does the bark... Or right, go ahead. Just let's yeah. go. Okay, so time's going to start in three, two, one. So, how was your guys' day today? Woof! Bark. <laughs> <laughs> Um, would you would you say it was a cold day or a mildly cold day? Woof woof! <laughs> bow wow! Bow wow wow! Yippee yo! Okay, <laughs> I haven't found my bark yet. Let me let me. Hey, you can't talk. Oh, 
Find your bark real quick then. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, voice going out there. Is your voice going out? <laughs> <laughs> Were you guys good boys today? <laughs> you guys chase the cars today? <laughs> I'm like that one dog, uh, or not that dog, but remember uh, that Eddie Murphy movie? Oh, yeah, that one. (laughs) 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 Man, I forgot my lost my train of thought there. (laughs) Oh, that was pretty good. Oh, Harlan Knight. Remember when they're shooting those guns and freak that guy's going off? Then Eddie Murphy's guy goes, Our Arsenal's house. That guy's like crying. (laughs) Kill my brother. (laughs) 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 Okay. That was good, man. That was some good laughs there. That was funny, Um, hey? That was good. All right, here we go. (laughs) I got some questions today. (laughs) (laughs) You guys good boys today. (laughs) 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 Would you aid? Oh man! So if you had a pet, would you name him? A, would you give him a human name? Don't you uh, do that? No, I don't think so. Because then, like, it's weird. I think, like, especially like if you're taking him out to public and you're like, "Come here, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle." I think that's the funny part of it. Because remember the comedian Tanya Joe Hall? Man, I get a kick out of her dog. She has oh, this little funny. dog. Um, but his name's Bruce, man. His hair is all like fluffy, kind of looks like Oreo. Oh, is he? <laughs> oh, look at that handsome guy. And he just sits there. <laughs> Bruce! It's, it's Bruce! And then he like, just sits there and looks at him. <laughs> but he, like, he, he looks like a person. Like, for me. He looks like, like a Bruce, huh? Oh, yeah, looks like, like a Bruce. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but. It's funny. Yeah. That's good. That's good. All right, I got, I got a few kind of icebreaker questions for you gentlemen here. Um, I'll answer them too as well. So, would you rather drive an ice cream truck to work or come dressed as a clown for work? I drive an ice cream truck to work. I'll come dressed as a clown. Big worm. Give me my chili cheese freedom. Yeah, make that bread on the way to work. Why? Oh, yeah, make the bread on the way to work. Why would you come dressed as a clown? Cause I do it anyway. I do that for free. <laughs> yeah, I just come dressed as a clown. I just put on a LeBron jersey. Oh, did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Second question: Would you go? Would you rather go on a date with RuPaul or dress like him? <laughs> not all at once. Not all at once. <laughs> I just kind of sitting here. Why did I have to think about that? <laughs> I thought about like white chicks. Remember that movie when they go out on that date? <laughs> oh, like, she like trying to gross them out. <laughs> right, basking in the hands. <laughs> just like Kim. 
Yeah, I'd pick dressed like him. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, he's got some nice threads. Like his suits. <laughs> yeah. Love those RuPaul? Wigs. Yeah. yeah. What does he look like? The maroon guy? The maroon guy. No, he's the like, what? The um drag queen. What do you mean maroon? Oh yeah, like doesn't he dress like maroon? Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, like his suits yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like yeah, maroon. yeah, 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 yeah. He's like on E, channel E or whatever. Yeah. Alright. If you could pick between dating a superhero or a super villain villain, who would you choose? Harley Quinn. So super villain. <laughs> Harley Quinn. Okay. Why is that? No, I do a superhero. Shit crazy? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, she's pretty cute. She's probably like a praying mantis. Uh, well, you'd have fun. Go out with a bang, I guess. True. Literally. <laughs> 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 this guy's full of them tonight. Huh? <laughs> He's got those one-liners lined up. Yeah. Mm. I'm not go with the hero because I'd like to be the hero, you know? She-Hulk. Oh. Dang. She-Hulk. Woof. Woof. Bow wow. Catwoman. Catwoman. Is she a She's more like a vigilante. Like, but sometimes she's, good. she's like on the good side and sometimes she's like yeah, no good. Yeah, true. So so, I don't know. Yeah, typical. I just want to try on them pants. <laughs> Can I wear your ears? <laughs> All right. Um, what would you do first if you were invisible for a day? <clears throat> that okay? Dog, so I wouldn't want to know. What would I do first if I was yeah. invisible? <laughs> I'll go first. Like, I would go mess with people. That'd be cool. Like, especially, like, the people that I know, like, that deny, like, paranormal or deny, like, the spiritual stuff. Oh, man. Man, I go mess with them go, hard. Go mess with those people that are barely hanging on by a thread anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're on the verge of a complete mental breakdown. <laughs> All of a sudden, there's a can of Arizona iced tea. Oh, oh man. <laughs> that would be scary. I, I probably would utilize it like that, though. Yeah, it's like mess with people. Mess with people. I definitely might get a kick out of it. I'd set up some cameras, though. Like, oh, yo, yeah, hey, on I, this episode of Invisible Guy, we're going to be messing with these <laughs> folks right oh, here. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like a channel. <laughs> I, I'd kind of like to see that. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd be fun. Sort of invisible guy. <laughs> that would be fun. That's me. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. The invisible guy. <laughs> bow wow. Bow wow. <laughs> bow wow wow. Yippee yo. Yippee yay. Yeah. Then you could like they try to open the door and you shut it real quick. Yeah. Oh man. Either, yeah. Either, yeah. Either, yep. Trying to get in there. Dog, you imagine messing with somebody and then go over the completely <laughs> over the edge? Oh <laughs> man. Like, yeah, man, that'd probably be me too, man. I need somebody there to be like, "Hey, chill out now, man." <laughs> I need no, you. No, no. I need you guys there. No, because I seen this one um during Halloween. I seen this one. I don't know if you guys seen it too. It was like this video. This guy like modified his um driver's seat so you could be like sitting <laughs> in it, oh, yeah. and then he put a skeleton there, like in a driver's seat. So he was there, and the skeleton was like hanging onto the wheel and stuff, and like he could control 
through some kind of mechanism you can control like the skeleton's like head and like it can move it around and stuff. Ugh. And like the other arm, he could control it. Anyway, so he went up to a drive through, ordered some food and like pulled up and like man, those people were freaking out. Ah, they're all screaming. And they let the door close and then like this guy came up and he's like looking at it and then he like opened the screen and then like the skeleton was facing forward and then as soon as he opened the window to the drive-thru man he made that skeleton like turn towards him and like the hand came out the window man all of them like screaming like some of them fell down and man i couldn't stop <laughs> laughing man didn't you share that one i think i sent it to you yeah you sent it to me yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. it was on a reel yeah that, that one cracked me up man i was like in tears i was laughing so hard i think it was i was delirious it was late i was cracking up so i, I do that kind of stuff that'd be fun I like take a skeleton and then just walk around with it. Knowing <laughs> <laughs> my luck, I'd scare somebody and they'd give me a freaking Mike Tyson. Oh, punch. man. <laughs> or I'll pick up their little baby and like let them float around. Oh, oh man. I don't know about that. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> Get a little diabolical there. <laughs> Get away from me, invisible man. <laughs> to the, to the, um, to the, their <laughs> ring. Remember, like, you got at your place the ring doorbell or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just have ho- hover a little baby right in front of it. Oh, that would be scary, man, and be kind of dark outside. <laughs> <laughs> Look like Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Like, just dress up and then, like, jump on a horse and carry on a pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, all good things. All good scary. things. Good things. Arf, arf. Um, <clears throat> so, I'm going to take you back. Back into time. What was your favorite song in high school? Hmm, favorite song. Yeah, like your ultimate, your ultimate favorite in high school. <coughs> it's kind of, man, high school, we kind of, we were kind of blessed because we had like the golden era of hip hop or oh, whatever. Oh, for sure, man. Um, but I think like my favorite song of like that reminds me of high school to this day is looking at you by warren g oh okay like on the return of the regulator album oh, okay yeah, yeah. that album there's like man i listened to that driving back and forth my <clears throat> senior year yeah yeah mm. i guess if there is okay i don't know because like in high school you know I kept going through these different like little phases yeah, yeah. so I, I can't really say i have a favorite but like if you said it the way you said it, like something that reminds me of high school is that uh, Back to the Hotel. Yeah. I can't even remember who sings that one. Um, I've never even heard of it. I said, yeah. <clears throat> yeah I don't uh, think back to the it. hotel. Yeah, yeah exactly hotel, motel, holiday inn. I'll, I'll play it for you guys after this. I'd play it right now, but we can't do that. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, because I remember they used to blast that in the, um, in the, like, in the quad at, at Chamawa. Oh, okay. And it's all like cement, so you just have like a little tiny boombox, but that sound will carry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, we'd all be sitting around smoking the devil's lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, devil's lettuce buffet. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> that why you got kicked out? No, I never got kicked out. Oh. I, made, I made it. That way you got kicked out. <laughs> oh, no, no I had to said that couple friends. Like, oh, yeah. I went to Chihuahua. I, like, oh, yeah, I just got kicked out. <laughs> and then I almost said the name of the friend that told me he got oh, kicked out. There. Kicked out. <clears throat> there's a lot, there's a lot of them that do well. It's crazy though because they had it to where 
you would get counted, uh, and then after a certain date, if you if they get they get money for every person that's there, and then after that date, and <coughs> any small infraction, like you got to go. Oh dang! So they let a lot of stuff slide until then. Yeah. Because there was, like, a lot of people there at first, like, at the beginning of oh, the year. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I've been getting of each semester because, like, after we went back from Christmas, after New Year's, there was a lot more, like, other people came back or, you know, yeah. new, new students showed up. Mm-hmm. And then it would be like that for about a month, month and a half. And, and then, then any little infraction. And then after that, it like, so they would start out with, I'd say, about 400, 450. Yeah. And then by the time the end of the semester came, it'd be like 200, 250. Dang, so yeah. over half the people left. Well, there was a lot that just disappeared. Like, you don't even, like, there's probably, I probably went to school, was at th- there at the same time as a bunch of other people that I'll never even know. Yeah. Because, like, I'd never, crazy? like, I never had a chance to meet them or get to know them. Like, I might have saw them. Yeah. But, like, yeah. but I never, you know, I didn't get to know that person. Just the ones that made it all the way through the years, the ones that you remember. Yeah. Wow. That's weird. <laughs> wow. <coughs> wow. Um, so for me, um, <clears throat> I guess like the one song that really kind of reminds me of high school, <clears throat> um, that DMX song, Party It Up. Oh, yeah. That one. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here, up in here. Because I remember <clears throat> my, my junior year high school, like I made varsity. And, like, that was the first time, like, because the year before, I made JV, and I kind of worked my way up to varsity. Yeah. But June, junior year, like, I was a starter Yeah, uh, for varsity. And, like, man, that whole year before the games, man, we blasted that song, man. We're going crazy, jumping yeah. up and before the coaches came in. Yeah. Man, we get all crazy and pushing each other. Like up muscle. in here, mm. up in here. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Yeah, I could see up that, though. Up in here, up in here. So, yeah, that song reminds me. In too it, deep. It reminds me, like, uh, the dungeon before yeah. the new edition, before the remodel. The dungeon, man, that was, yeah, you go down, you have to go downstairs for the yeah. locker rooms. That kind of reminds me of, like, uh, the old Chicago Stadium. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember they, when they, they come out of the ground? like Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I oh, do a yeah. couple practices there. Yeah? Did yeah. you play your freshman year? I played, but not too. I don't even think I lasted that. Did you play any games? Did you get a jersey? I got a jersey, took the pictures. I don't think uh, I don't think we even played a game. Really? Hmm. I don't remember playing a game. Hmm. I don't even think I made it through that whole first semester. Oh, like you left before? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I think it was like right around, that was right around semester break. Mm-hmm. I think I did play a couple games, actually. Okay. Put that to your ear. Okay. That's on? Yeah. Okay. Did you know? What's the who's the who sings that or who's the artist? In too deep. Oh, in too deep. Yeah. Did you know that the Neptunes produced that? Pharrell. Pharrell. The who? The Neptunes. Remember they they got and hot. Hugo, right? Yeah, they got hot in the like early two thousands, like two thousand two. So then they produced like for everybody. But they all they started with that group right there. That um. <clears throat> 
in too deep, the main singer guy. Oh yeah, yeah, he's the one who like kind of fostered and fostered them and brought them on, seen their talent. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, that one. Because <clears throat> that's one of the Neptune guys playing that uh, saxophone in the beginning. In the video, it's a lady, but oh my bad, that was. Now my alarms are going off. No, I better check mine too. Love <laughs> <laughs> <Lada> daddy. <key. clears throat> Why are you laughing? Yeah, I better check mine. <laughs> my noise goes off. <laughs> so what's new, man? What's up, man? What's going on? How's your guys' week going? I see it kind of long, you know. But then uh, we had that, those split days off, and I don't like those, man, because of Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, yeah. So Thursday, then Friday, Saturday, then Sunday off. Wow. And then we got to do it again this week because they're getting new equipment and they're going to kick us out for the... Well, we, okay, so we work on Sunday to Thursday. But okay. then after that, I get a three-day weekend. Oh, that's nice. So if I can make it to Thursday, next podcast, I'm either going to be really, really tired or really, really... All right, comes my three-day weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to be fired up. You better slam an energy drink yeah, or some coffee. Up. I almost got the coffee today. I thought about it just you know, before I came in. Mm-hmm. But then I kind of, ah, man, it'll really start kicking in right when I'm trying to wind down. Your uh, coffee? Yeah. I, I had a cup before. Do some over. jumping jacks or something. <clears throat> I had a cup before I came over. <clears throat> Pour over. I'm actually about five days sober off of um, <laughs> energy drinks. Oh, oh yeah? bro. Yeah. yeah. So, uh-huh. hey. Actually, yeah, <laughs> it's hard. Really? Yeah. So, like, I go into the gas. I went into yeah. the gas station today, and I was like, "Man, they just start cat calling." I'm me, like, huh? "Yeah." I'm like, "Ah!" I turned around and walked out. Hey, sexy. Come by <laughs> me. What? What's what kind? What you have a particular favorite? So, what I've been drinking, like, probably for the majority of the year, has been C fours. Okay. You got a Starburst, and you have Skittles. What? Along with like the regular ones, but the yeah. Starburst and the Skittles recently came out, mm. and Starburst tastes better than Skittles. <clears throat> Man, like they never started hurting your stomach or anything. Man, I did with me. No, but then sometimes I get like weird pains, eh? Oh man! But my friend, uh, my my brother, one of his best friends, is a doctor in Boston at Boston. Oh yeah, General, you're saying whatever. this on the last episode. But yeah, she was saying that the people that like. She can tell people that yeah. do energy drinks and people that don't. Yep. Just put in their because blood. Because, yeah, the blood feels different. Crazy. Dog, imagine. Uh, even thinking about that. Oh, All syrupy or what? Yeah. <laughs> syrupy. Yeah. Oh, isn't blood kind of syrupy anyway? <laughs> uh, that's a trigger word. It's like more gelat- gelatinous. That's how I used to make my stuff was like what you call like syrupy. Or the syrup. That's the syrup. Scissor. Um Gotta yeah. get that drink. Yeah, man. I don't, I do energy drinks, but like the I get like the organic ones now. And occasionally, where like the first I think it was because my body was craving that sugar. Yeah. Early on, um, so I had in recovery, walking the red road, man. I drank an energy drink every day. I had to have my energy drink and a fountain pop every day. And a fountain pop. And a fountain pop. Man, I was caffeined out all the time. See, that's why I started drinking those 
those uh, sparkling water because I didn't want to get the fountain pop all the time. Yeah, so that's that's <clears throat> exactly why I started drinking. Like, started instead of buying like pop, um, instead of buying soda, and I, having that at home, I yeah. started getting the um, the sparkling water cases yeah. of that and keeping that at home. So I I drink that with my meals with my dinner. Because cause like you said, I I knew I knew I would get carried away with that and just drink soda all the time. Yeah. And they were good because I did buy one about a week or two ago, the, the ones that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they were really good. I think that's what I'm going to start doing is buying more of that. Yeah, and like on my mom's side, one of the relatives, um, one of my relatives there died of cirrhosis, and like, but they never drank. They just had a fountain pop like all the time. He's like drinking pop all the time for like decades and like died. You always see people, you ever see like certain people and they always have a fountain pop? Yep. Yeah, and I, I could see myself doing that yeah. if, I, if I allowed it. No. Yeah. Because you think of it like harmless. Even, even as it is, like when I first got back and I, I tried out an energy drink and man, I was hooked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I drank multiple a day. Yep. And then. I kind of realized, man, because then after a while, it started making me like, eh, all anxious and stuff. So I drink one. I drink drink about one a day. Now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. I I, I mean, like, if it, like, it started hurting my stomach, and so I I can't do them anymore. I got it. And it's got to be, preferably, if I'll go out of my way to get the sugar-free ones. Yeah. My favorite drink ever is the Green Monster. As far as like energy drinks, man, that one made me sick, man. And I just I like it for the taste. Yeah. It really doesn't even do anything for me. It but made it me can, like nauseous when I drink one. Really, yeah. I do like that just taste, that tangy though. taste. I don't know. It's weird. Like it's yeah. a taste you can't explain. That, yeah, but yeah. like if it's really cold, mm-hmm. man, they taste bomb, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. At my at my old job, that's what they used to sell in the machine. And then I don't know if I told you guys this, but when they just now fill it up, yeah. You, then you go to buy one and you hit that thing and like man like six or eight will come out. Nice. Really? Yeah. Them? Yeah. No, I kept those. Things. <laughs> those <are> mine. <laughs> Put them in your locker. But they caught on and they must have caught on because eventually they fixed it. Yeah. Doing that. Boo. Boo! I hate it when they catch on and fix fixers. It. Those little <laughs> fixer uppers. Always <laughs> <laughs> oh, fixing stuff that's broke. So what I was drinking Freaking a lot uh, before I quit energy drinks the bang the yeah. lemon, lemon drop. Oh, you like that one? The lemon drop one, man. Those were, oh man, those were bomb. Kind of how Delicious. you feel about the monster one? Yeah. And I buy like ten of them at a time from the gas station, yeah. man, and just put them in my fridge. It's <laughs> like y'all just chilling there until I need you. But the rock star ones too, sugar free ones. <clears throat> those were my go to. Bangs were good. Those. Yeah. Right, and um, the rain they got a uh, orange dreamsicle. Mm. Love mm. that. I just love that one. Just sounds good. I think I like anything orange. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're pretty. There's uh like orange flavored, I should say, because they don't taste like an orange. Oh, they got, oh, no, I never there's mind. There's a rock star that has Mandarin orange. Yeah. The sparkling water, there's one at the uh, Holiday Gas Station. It's a sparkling water one. Yeah. And it just has caffeine, like, a, like the same amount as an energy drink. Yeah. I forgot their color. There's like a lime, citrus lime one that I buy now. That doesn't hurt my stomach, and I'll drink those when I, you know, need a little boost. <clears throat> or if I got, you know, 
nonstop action all day. I got activities like all day working, yeah. and like I gotta go do a function. I'll slam one of those too, like in the afternoon, about three or four, and keep me going. Um, I can't remember what they're called, but they're good. <clears throat> they just taste like a sparkling water. Nice. I made myself a nice pour over today. I really enjoyed it because I. One of the things I miss, like with the um, energy drink addiction, is like what I miss is like waking up slowly and drinking your coffee. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. because I switched to energy drinks because I wanted the rush. Like oh yeah, like I can. Yeah, I'm awake. You yeah. know, um, but I think with coffee, like I made today, I kind of sipped on it. I'm like, man, I really miss this. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, like the taste, uh, chilling, appreciating, like the yeah, like the. Because I'm not really on the, I'm more about the taste. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, true. No, I feel you. Yeah, so I started uh, brewing my own cold brew when I got some cold brew pouches. Oh, nice. Whoo, um, man, those things are strong. Like, I have one glass where, like, like I just have, like, one glass, whatever, like, 10 ounces, 12 ounces, maybe, it's probably, like, 16 ounces. Like, that's it in the morning. Wow. Where previously I, I brew coffee and I drink like, what was like about eight or nine cups of that pot. Two pots? Almost one pot. <laughs> you man, know that the- cold brew, just like 16 ounces of cold brew, man, boom. My eyes are open, man. I was like, let's go, man. I'm loading the dishwasher. I'm taking out the trash. <laughs> I'm getting lunches ready. It was I'm the like, color purple. Oh, did you see that, man? <laughs> That's going to happen tomorrow. Bye <laughs> <laughs> oh, for real, man. Like I'm awake, man. I'm ready to go, man. That cold brew is. Yeah, when I when I first tried it, I couldn't understand like why I, why it freaked me out. Cause right. I was like, oh, whoa, this is way strong. I mean, like, I don't know, maybe I anxiety. Yeah, yeah. I was like, like you said, I could probably see the future and hear colors and stuff. <laughs> but then I figured, then I did some research and figured out this the way they they make it is. That's why it's like that. Yeah, and like extracts all the and caffeine. Just pulls all the caffeine out. Woo. I was good on that. Man, I like to pour over. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, you guys want a little joke in the morning, man? I recommend the cold brew. <laughs> cold brew. <laughs> I, gotta be, I let it sit for 24 hours. Better so like, fasten your seatbelt, yeah, man. Get ready to go. Just need one glass. That's it. One sixteen ounce. Do you drink it black, too, or do you kind of like no, flavor I put, it? I put creamer in there. Okay. Hazelnut creamer. You know what's good? What I use is those syrups. Yeah. The flavored syrups from the coffee shop. Mm. Drink it black. I want some coffee right now. I can't wait. A little bit of tang. Like, not tang, but like the. I can't wait till tomorrow morning, get some cold brew going. Coffee's good. And listen to Unspoken Words 110. Because that's what what I was going to say was like the traditional way as we know coffee. Yeah. That isn't even really how you make strong coffee. You're just tasting like the bitterness. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But like when you let your coffee sit like the cold brew. Yeah. Like you can appreciate like the taste of that coffee. It's good. Yeah. Like you, when you, you can just add some Splenda and drink it. It's good. Dog, you start like tasting like the differences between coffee. Like my favorite coffee to this day is Dunkin' Donuts French Vanilla. Mm. You don't need creamer. You know, But for me, no. I don't need creamer. I don't need syrup. Like nothing. I'll drink that black. Mm, mm, mm. But it's just the way it's. That's yeah. what I got too. I got the Dunkin' Donuts cold brew. Yeah. It's bomb B, man. I was just <laughs> looking at some espresso machines today. I was like, I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. It's good, though. It's like a good 
It's quick. Yeah. We used to have espresso machine, but we tossed it. My favorite is the Cafe Bustelo, mm. the, the yellow Puerto Rican one. Oh, my mm. gosh. Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're all warmed up, man. We're yeah. very, um, what? We're warmed up. That's all I got to say. Pitilitary grands. <laughs> Something's wrong with your medulla, Abdengada. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go, man. So, DJ, <laughs> why don't you hit me with that? B. Ayo, let's get into our topic. Ayo, let's get into our topic. All right, all right, all right. We're here in Unspoken Words, episode 110, and we're going to get funky. <laughs> Everybody clap your hands Clap, clap, clap your hands One he hop sa- this time <laughs> He sounded like that dude Two on hops this time Revenge of the Nerds there for a second Three hops this time Woo-hoo. Uh, Woo. Remember that one on Revenge of the Nerds? Yeah, which one? The 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 black dude that was rapping at Ooh, the end <laughs> Saying something like Badekske <laughs> Everybody clap your hands <laughs> Clap your hands everybody Everybody <laughs> clap your hands <laughs> Come on now <laughs> <laughs> You just pictured that With just his face <laughs> Woof. Woof. What's his name? Lamar? Lamar. Lamar. No, he's a Lamar. Lamar. <laughs> okay. Get it right. Get it right. Get it right. Okay, so sticking with um, our uh, our agenda here, uh, it is the 12th month, and it's the first episode of the 12th month, so we're going to do step 12. Um, and I'm going to read a little bit here and I want to get some reflections from you gentlemen. So step 12 service. We try to help other alcoholics and to practice these principles in everything we do. Once there was a forest of many trees, bushes, plants, and animals. It was very diverse forest that was once beautiful and plentiful. It had become a sick forest. One night, under the cover of darkness, a few of the trees left the forest to go to a nursery where they hopped, <clears throat> where they hoped to get well, oh, shoot. where they hoped to get well um, from the sickness that was all over the forest. They were given vitamins and medicines of all kinds. They recovered and soon went back to the forest because it was their home. But before long, no matter how hard they tried they became sick once again they took over the sickness they took the sickness they took on the sickness of the forest as indian people we know we have to heal the forest as individual trees step 12 is about creating a healing forest where the community at large undergoes healing as well as the individuals this is the story of the healing forest which we will tell again and again our Story of the our culture knows that the individual, the human community, and the land are so completely interconnected that for wellness or wellbriety, each must participate in the healing journey. 
Um, let me read one more paragraph and then I'll open it up. As spiritual, spiritually sick people, we are familiar with carrying backpacks of anger, hate, and resentment. The spiritual warrior carries a backpack filled with solutions, a love-based thought system, and values that move us toward a life of harmony and balance. Others will want to join this walk, strengthening the healing force that we are we all share together. And with that, gentlemen, I'd like to open up to you for some feedback or anything that was hitting you in those paragraphs. So, <clears throat> a sick tree can never heal in a diseased forest. From where it came from. Yeah. Um, you know, <clears throat> like, for me, I guess all along, from the beginning, this has been... My my thoughts my 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 goal is what I aim to do is to help others, mm-hmm. and, and um, in order to do that, you have to go through those first eleven things, right? You have to develop that mm-hmm. that foundation. But I mean, without getting too crazy about it, like that's all I really wanted to do because I didn't want because I was hurting, you know, I hurt, yeah, and and I didn't want people to have to go through that. I didn't want people to have to. You know, you know, to find a better way and to heal. Mm-hmm. And so I think, um, you know, that reading that you sent the other day uh, about crisis, crises. Oh, yeah. Conflict yeah. proceeds clarity. Yeah. And, and, and how that helps us grow. Um, I wish I could have, <coughs> you know, took the Cliff Notes version. Oh, but, yeah. but. You know, everything that has happened up to this point has led me to this point, you know, to what we're doing now. And it was part of my original prayer was to be in a point, in a place where I could help others. Uh, but sometimes I get a little carried away. Like I, I want to fix people. Like, yeah. You know, you get frustrated. Like, how come you don't get, you know, how come this... I mean, you don't actually say it out loud, but you're like, how come this person doesn't get it? How come you just can't get it? How come you're not listening to me? Yeah, how come you're just not, how come you don't just get it? Yeah. And then, um, and, and so I really have to kind of take a step back from that and understand that what you just now read, too, is like people will join you when yep. they see what they what you have and they want that, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, this guy, these guys, and I'll say us as a group, these guys, you know, they're not perfect, but they they're going in the right direction, and I want a piece of that. You know, I want what they have, and I want to be able to uh, live a better life. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I got. That's how I got to think about it. Because if I try to go out there and you know save everybody, it's that's not going to work. Because some people, I think some people just shy away from that, or you know, kind of resist that. Yep. Because I know I did. Like right. when you know, and these are good intention. You know. Um, good people trying to help me and then i kind of you know you know what i don't need all that i come up with all those excuses and shit yeah like i mean i don't want to get into that either but yeah so i mean i i know that they're i i'm not unique in that way so i think my best bet is just to keep moving forward in the way that we're moving forward and then hopefully you know people will start coming in and then they as our group grows, 
then even more people will see that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's the way it should be. Uh, as much as I want to just grab everybody and say, let's, let's be healed. Do this and be healed. Do this and be healed. Let's yeah. heal. <laughs> I shall heal you. Bow wow. Woof woof. Bow wow. Uh, bow wow. wow. Uh, I think it's important. I think like my first thought initially when you were talking about the healing force was I pictured myself when I first went to treatment and I came back and I just got drunk right away. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of times I think that's why we're not successful in our sobriety because we heal the initial like the the, um, surface problems when the problem is much deeper than just the surface. Oh, yeah. Um, that's kind of like where my mind went to. And I, I never saw myself as like a, like a helper, mm-hmm. a healer. Like when I first got sober, like when I like, I really like my uh, journey was a little bit different from, from, uh, your guys's, um, pretty much the same journey though. Um, but yeah, I never intended to become a productive community member, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah. Like, all I ever wanted to do was be a good person and raise my daughter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think, like, along the way, as we continued to go, it was just like, okay, like, this door would open. And just like you say, that this door opened and I went through. Yeah. You know, it would go, it would continue to go. And then I, right before the whole race stuff happened in, like, 2020, like, man, I just remember, like, getting this this tug like just this like feeling of of like I don't want to say empathy, but just having like a strong desire to give hope to people out here. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like yeah, seeing yeah. them and and being like, okay, like because I came from the church, and I'm like, okay, we're not going out here and doing outreach on a consistent basis. What are we doing? Yeah. You know, and rather than become a missionary in some third world country, I think my thing was like, okay, well, let me make an impact here. Because the first pastor that I sat under, Richard Mills out there in Wyoming, he shared a quote with me that stuck him. He said, if your church was to close its doors today, would your community feel the impact? Mm, mm, mm. And that's how he built his church. Yeah. This man is from Southern California, Long Beach, born and raised. Mm. moves all the way to freaking, you know. Riverton. Riverton, Wyoming. Mm -hmm. And in a town, a border town at that, with not very many little, uh, not very many resources, Mm -hmm. was able to build a ministry that is super effective in that community. Yeah. You know, they feed the homeless, they house the addicted, they, like, do all this wonderful stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think, like, when I look back on my life, I'm like, man, it's, I've been trained for this. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Like, trained to serve. Yeah. There's a, a, there's a quote that Set Free goes by. It says, trained to serve Jesus. But I, I would be like, man, just trained to serve. And I never intended to become that. But along the way, I'm like, man, I realize, like, how unhealed I am still. Mm. You know, and it's it's only right that we build that for us, like us, starting with us three, continuing to build consistency. Then people come along and they're like, okay, how'd you do it? How'd you guys do it? How'd you guys do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's how you you just continue to build. I guess that's what that's where my thoughts are. I don't know if I made sense or not. But no, no, no. I'm I'm, I'm definitely picking up what both you guys are putting down. And like uh, as I read this the first uh, couple of days ago, re- reread it, and then today read it again. The thing that keeps popping in my mind is like <clears throat> you know those old playgrounds, old playmates. Yeah. Um, like we don't want to say goodbye to those things initially. I mean, we do. Once we're like, you know, we're sick and tired of being sick and tired and we're like, man, I'm done with this. And then we cut off everybody that's our old playmates and our old playgrounds and stuff. Um, But I just keep thinking about how uh, the first time I went to treatment 2014, I was at Crystal Creek and I learned that I was an alcoholic. And I was, boom, and I was, oh, that's what's wrong with me. Man, I was pink cloud. Uh, You hear that in the rooms, you know, the pink cloud. That was my pink cloud. I wrote it (coughs) because... I felt good. I was like, I finally knew what was wrong with me. And I got out of treatment. I rode that pink cloud through treatment, man. I, I did everything that the um, counselors wanted me to do and everything they asked me to do, man, I did it. And then I got back and I didn't get plugged in. Uh, I didn't go to meetings. I had a sponsor, didn't utilize him. Um, I went to meetings when I felt like it. Uh, and eventually, you know, uh, the shit hit the fan I wasn't plugged in. I wasn't working a conscious program. I wasn't working an honest program. And I went back out. And so uh, um, when I started walking the road again later that fall in the same year, uh, I was like, man, I, I got to change everything. Uh, the old playgrounds and old playmates uh, wasn't really a big thing at that time because my addiction had progressed so far that nobody even wanted to be around me. You know? oh. Even the other addicts and alcoholics, they didn't want me around. Um, just because, man, I just go too hard. I just went ham. <laughs> <laughs> I just play about that. But, um, <laughs> anyway, so like now, you know, that the White Eagle Talking Circle and like the people that have come and being part of that and starting other meetings, you know, that's a healing force for me. Yeah. This church is like a healing force for me because it's familiar, you know, like I know everybody here is living in a good way. Yeah. And on doing their own ministries, doing their own things. Like I walked in today, uh, Reverend Harmon greeted me and we we talked for like 10 minutes and she was, they're doing a service tonight and she was waiting for people to show up and uh, there was already some people there and we stood around and we talked and uh, it was good. And earlier today, there was a grief support talking circle that was happening. And it was by someone that came and joined the White Eagle Talking Circle crew and felt that uh, kind of burden or that kind of nudge to start that group. Yeah. And I was able to partake in that today. And it was something that was really good, really powerful meeting, uh, something that I needed. And then, you know, tonight... Later on this evening, there's another talking circle. I'm going to stay for that. You know, this place is my healing force. Healing force. Um, because all these things are happening here. Um, and it's good. And it's something that uh, kind of, I wish, like, kind of what JC was saying, like, I could just grab people. I was like, man, just hang out here. <laughs> just, like, hang out here, man. There's going to be a meeting. The pastor's here. Talk with her. Until the meeting starts and just, man, just get plugged in, you know, and just, like, force people to do it. I wish I could do that, you know, just become a dictator, 
<laughs> Round up all these people. You recover here. Yeah, <laughs> you recover here, damn it. You do this. But, like, that's huge. And the healing force, there's many heal- healing forces here in this the big biggest city in Montana. You know, there's multiple NA groups. There's multiple A groups. There's multiple, like, um, <clears throat> just... Uh, talking circles that are happening here. So there's a lot of opportunities. So when someone comes is fresh to recovery, I always tell them, man, go to every meeting, any meeting, and get in where you fit in. Like if you're not fitting in here at the talking circles, man, go to the, all the A meetings, go to all the NA meetings, and find your people where, like where you fit in, where you feel the most comfortable, and stay there, and get plugged in, and get those surround yourself with those people, like. I'm I'm always you know trying I'm always preaching the uh, the well variety gospel because that's what works for me, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not necessarily what's going to work for someone else. Another native, you know, I wish there was more natives that came here. Uh, I know there's a lot more natives. There's other natives that go to A and NA, and that's that's their crowd, mm-hmm. and I'm happy for them. You know, the old me would have been like, oh, they think they're too good for us. And start start talking shit about them, but I don't, man. I'm happy for the man. They're sober, <laughs> you know. A a riot, yeah. And that one crazy thing too, man, about that, man, it gets kind of toxic because like some A groups think they're better than others, and like they all talk shit about each other. That was kind of crazy to me. We do A A better than they do. Yeah. They start. They have like nicknames for each other, and like I won't get into that. But dang, they really like that though. Yeah, and I was like, man, I thought this just happened on the res with churches. I thought, <laughs> I thought you just wanted to build people up. Yeah, I think that's the thing, though, man. Like you do got to find your healing force, bro. Yeah, for sure, man. And build it, like you know what I mean. Like take what, do what it takes to build to cultivate. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of well, funny because oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, but <clears throat> I mean, we, we say it all the time. Like, I mean, there's three perfect examples right here, just in this room that recovery is not the same for everybody. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and so, you know, it just kind of stands to reason that your place of healing might not be the same as mine. I mean, it just so happens that it is for us three, but um, even then it's a little bit different. Yeah. Right. And then, but you know, like to, and I kind of, I was kind of in the same boat as what Josiah said too. Is like, how come they all? How come all the Indians just don't come here? Yeah, this is best for them. This is what's good for them. This is better for them. Funny <laughs> <laughs> uh, they knew it. <laughs> they just they just need to figure it out. No, but I mean, like, but like, but he said that he said it already. You know, they're in recovery. They're working their program. They're doing good things. Happy for you. Yes, keep doing that. No matter where you're at, man. As long as you're doing something. Mm-hmm. You know you're you're working, then go for it. Hell yeah, I support all of that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I can't sit here and tell you my way is the best way, but it's my way. My <laughs> way is the best way <laughs> for me. For me. For me. Yeah. yeah. Do Thank you boo? <laughs> do you? Do you? <laughs> I don't know. What do you? What should I do? You. <laughs> <laughs> Do the best you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm going to read a little bit more here. Actually, um, I didn't announce this, but I'm reading from the Red Road to Wellbriety book. Um, Step 12 starts on page 93. Uh, Jumping over to 95, we must create a healing force in our cultures. We are, are, 
Start over. We are. We must create a healing force if our cultures are going to survive and grow and thrive as part of a wider society of Turtle Island. Part of our Step 12 work as Indians is to serve our families, communities, nations, and Indian organizations. This should be no problem for us because our culture, we're always about giving back to the people and the Mother Earth. As soon as we are able in our recovery, we will find joyous service by helping to conduct our sobriety circles, assisting at our traditional gatherings, becoming involved in community well-briety activities, carrying the message of culturally-based healing to all who are still suffering. But we also have to be very careful that our involvement don't get ahead of our own recovery and sobriety. The elders say you can't keep what you don't give away and you can't give away what you don't have. So that portion really speaks to me because I'm, you know, I love events. I love to put on events. We just had an event last month, a month ago. Um, love doing that. Love bringing people together and laughter and that whole thing. That whole event was, you know, about laughter and joy. And, you know, there's a lot of support around it uh, from the community. Community organizations was, man, it was a beautiful thing. And that was a huge event. Um, and it was good. I love that, but I got to really pull back because I, if I, and be careful, kind of like what that, uh, the last part of that reading said, because um, <clears throat> I can't give away what I don't have. Um, I do give back and I, I love giving back. Uh, it's a beautiful thing to give back, but I can also, you know, overdo it. And then like uh, my tank's on empty. So really in this um, past year or two, really holding, pulling back on a lot of stuff um, as far as, you know, what I'm giving myself, what I'm, what I'm, my service work. Um, I still love it. I still do it. I still got plans to do some more, but really spacing it out so that I don't deplete myself. You know what I mean, but anything from that gentleman. Well, what I heard what I was kind of hearing out of that reading and then what you said too is, you know, to have that balance, mm. to maintain that balance. Yeah. And that's a, that's a word that, that is, is uh, really prevalent in, in our culture. They, they, they tell us we have to have that balance or that center. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I, I can understand how, like how it would get tough, like, you know, to get ahead of yourself. And then, you know, because, uh, like, we see um, newcomers come in and they think, oh, well, you know, you should start running a meeting. Like, you yeah. know, that, I mean, that's a perfect example because some people just aren't ready for that. Mm-mm. And just because I've done it before it doesn't mean, you know, oh, you can do it or, you know, you want to do it or, you know, you're even ready for that. Yeah. And, and you know, that can extend to a, a lot of other different things. But... um yeah, to maintain that center, that balance, and, you know, and I think it is what it is. It's like you have to protect yourself yeah. first and foremost. Because I say this all the time: like if you're no, if you're not good to yourself, then you're not good to anybody else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that makes perfect sense. I mean, it just, you know, trying to um, overdo it. 
You just overdo it all the time, and you don't even work on yourself, and you're just a mess. You're fixing everybody else's thing without yeah. cleansing yeah. your own. And I think that's kind of where we take a misstep, right? Like, we're we're so... I think, like, for me, I'm so adamant about fixing what I did wrong mm. that sometimes I tend to bite off more than I can chew. Mm, mm, mm. You know, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what I get from this part is, like, man, you really have to be intentional in healing yourself. Oh, yeah. Um, I just had a <clears throat> therapy session yesterday, my weekly one, and I could say, like, man, we all need to maintain our inner healing. Like, all of us, like, you have to maintain it. Like, man, you can't just, you know, heal. Man, you're healed once. Like, man, that's awesome. But also, like, man, continually looking to to cleanse ourselves from all the stuff that we've been through. Make sure that we're okay. So that way, it's not a burden when we're serving. We're not nearing burnout when we're serving. We're serving because we desire to. We desire the recipient to experience the freedom that we carry. And I think that's why it's important to find what works for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And like, uh, I was going to mention this before I did that reading, but um, like this, this is like a healing force for me too. Absolutely. I mean, this is a healing force, you know, getting feedback from the listeners uh, and like people saying, yeah, man, this is helping me keep, this is keeping me sober and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, wow. You know, um, I think for almost a year there, uh, I didn't go to meetings. Um, but because this was just like the podcast coming here and sharing my experience, strength and hope here is like, is like a meeting for me mm-hmm. and getting feedback from you gentlemen. Uh, we're having like a recovery discussion here. Uh, for the last, you know, like half hour to 45 minutes of this podcast. So this was like fulfilling that piece for me. Yeah. Um, but as, you know, the medicine wheel teaching, I'm in my winter season. So I've, you know, kind of stepped, um, kind of looking out um, additional stuff, adding that to my recovery stuff, you know. Um, <clears throat> so I've had added meetings, um, actually going physically going to meetings, um, past couple months and you know that's just um where my my healing force and it's been and being like that intentional there being in the moment at the meetings and sharing um kind of being honest uh, it's really been helping me uh i've started journaling more as well that's like something that helps me in my healing force is that journaling because uh, the holidays are tough you know because still grieving you know uh, my dad's gone and really it's been on my mind a lot and I think ever since that that day September 9th man, my dad like every day man been on my mind even more strong um, so taking the proper steps to release and deal with that express myself in safe spaces and um uh and the journaling really helps and <clears throat> so that's good you know and it's it's a uh, 
I always, man, I always look forward to this. Like today, man, I was like going through my day, man. I had my cold brew, man. I was getting the trash out and it was trash day and I was loading the dishwasher and putting dishes away. And then I was like, oh, snap, it's Thursday when I was taking the trash out. And I shut that text off. I was like, let's do this. Staying alive. Staying alive. Uh, 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 staying alive. Staying alive. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling dishes out in rhythm too, huh? Yeah, it's <laughs> waking everybody up, clanging stuff all over the place at six in the morning. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? I'm like, go alive. back to bed. Staying alive. Uh, 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 staying alive. Staying alive. Singing into a spatula. <laughs> really hit them high notes. Too, <laughs> it's the BGs, man. Check them out, y'all. <laughs> oh, oversized white tea and some white whitey tighties. <laughs> <laughs> Bell bottom whitey tighties. <laughs> <laughs> Bell bottom long johns. <laughs> I can see your bell bottom tiny whitey. Really sagging in the back. Clear <laughs> <laughs> it out at the bottom. <laughs> Well, that'd be awesome, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go find some tonight. Order them up. Some bell bottom whitey tights. Uh, why would you even have bell bottom whitey tights? Trying to defeat the purpose. Huh? No, they they could be you know like tight at the top and then flared out at the bottom. Oh yeah. <laughs> so like. Whitey tighties with some fringe. <laughs> but the hair would be coming up your leg. <laughs> Fringes. Fringes. <laughs> Fringes really hanging out the bottom of your pants. Yeah. Got a tight fringe game like John Wayne. Fringes hanging out like this. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I can't get that out of my head now. So anything else like step 12? Helping others. Any kind of closing thoughts on that? I, I guess mean, we can move on. Well, you know, that's really what it's about, you know, because, um, I mean, the, the old cliche, you can't keep what you have unless you give it away and then you get it back and then you give it away and then it's just like this circle, yeah. this cycle. It's a positive cycle. Yeah. And, um, you know, it absolutely definitely works. Uh, shout out to all the listeners who have contacted us and said that, that this podcast has helped them and, and you know that's I think that's pretty cool um, it's kind of humbling and we appreciate the support uh, because without you we would just be talking into the ether loving you is easy because you're beautiful dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Uh, almost <laughs> said Waylon Jennings. No, that, not that Nutty guy. Professor. Remember, it's on Nutty Professor. <laughs> no, that, that's on. Uh, I know uh, it's somebody. It's really a singer. Uh, Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton. Yeah, it's on um, Vegas Vacation too. Remember? Oh, is it? Yeah. I was thinking, yeah, the Nutty Professor. He's singing after he messes up Dave Chappelle, throws him in that uh, piano. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, I heard a dreadlocks. <laughs> 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 I never knew that was Dave Chappelle. You never did? Never, man, until like I was grown. Like, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I never knew that was him. <laughs> I don't know, but I think like for me, like step 12, man, I think it's really in our nature to become helpers, especially when we come out of a life of destruction. Mm-hmm. I think in my experience, like it, it's been, I've never met an addict or alcoholic who said no to being of service. I mean, they might say no to certain things or whatever, but you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. if you genuinely, truly needed help, they are always willing to step up. Yeah. No, I I feel that it's almost like helping others is like almost like a byproduct. Like if you're working an honest program, yeah, like you just kind of people are gravitated towards you, and then you just like help them. Yeah, I, mean, I find like, <clears throat> um, I've had to pull back too on that on that piece. Like really, like advice or kind of pointing them in the right direction. Uh, any more than that, then I get too invested. So then if they go back out, then I, man, I'm pissed at them and I don't like them anymore. And, you know, that kind of stuff, I get too invested. So it's like more these days now is like pointing them in the right direction or like, like they come to me and they're like, oh, I'm going through this. And it's like, okay, well, this is what, how I dealt with something similar and then point them in the right direction type of deal. Uh, and then that's, a, that's for me, that's good enough. I have to tell myself, okay, that's good enough. Um, any more than that, then, like I said, get too invested, and then if they go back out, then I hate them. <laughs> I think, man, this conversation has been coming up over and over, but kind of about, like, the burnout deal, right? Like, oh, yeah. I've learned, like, with my occupation on the streets, like, I've really had to be intentional on boundaries. Oh, for sure, man. Like, because it's easy... Because the the relapse rate is huge. Oh, yeah. Like you got people fighting for their lives, and then they get sober, and then they, man, they're sober, and then they get out, and first thing they do is run to the store, run. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it's easy for us as helpers to be like, man, like. But one thing the the director of of our thing had said was like, you don't take credit for the win, so why do you take credit for the loss? And I think that's awesome. You know, and it, like, hit me because I had a conversation with somebody out there earlier today about this. And it's just like, man, like, finding that boundary Mm -hmm. and then intentionally continuing on with your self-care. Yeah. So that you don't take these and, like, what you say, like, it's like hiking up a mountain and you're putting rocks in your backpack. Yeah. That's kind of what we do. And I think, like, in this walk, especially dealing with, like, step 12, that's kind of where we find ourselves. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's easy to pick up other people's burdens. It's easy to pick up other people's fights. I had a conversation with a man today. Mm. Under a year of sobriety, man, everything has been going good. And he goes, man, today, he goes, the past couple of days, I've been feeling like something's really wrong. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I went to my POs yesterday, and they're like, man, we're proud of you, all the stuff that you've done. Yeah. And come to find out, like, this man in the most trying time of his life has found peace. Mm. And he's never had peace before. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and he's tripping out because he's like, hey, in his 40 years of living, yeah, he's sitting there like, man, I've never had this before. What's wrong? There's nothing wrong. Something's wrong. There's something like they're almost expecting something. Yeah, wrong. like something has to be wrong because I've never been here before. And I'm like, I was like, what's happening, man? You've never been here. Yeah. 
Lord, I haven't. But you know what, man? The way that you're nice to the other person, be nice to yourself. Yep. Tell yourself that it's okay to fall. Tell yourself that it's okay to make a mistake. Get up and keep going. Mm-hmm. Encourage yourself. Like, you know what I mean? Like, love yourself. Forgive yourself. Be compassionate with yourself. Bro, mm. like, that has changed my life. Mm-hmm. Is like being nice to myself. Yeah. And being able to share that with that man today, like, hey, like, man, we do get to that point where, man, we're so used to living in dysfunction when everything's finally into alignment and going smooth. Mm-hmm. It's hard for us to embrace that peace. Oh, yeah, for so. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, man, I totally relate to that. Because you, we're constantly waiting for the other shoe to drop. Oh yeah, as it has so many times in the past, mm-hmm. yeah. and you, like you said too, like because I was in that mentality, especially for, after getting out of lockup, like being in that environment, mm-hmm. there was constant stress, mm. and, and you're constantly thinking, okay, so these guys are going to come after me for something. Oh, yeah, for something, yeah. even if they have to, because I've seen like like guys right next door, they go in there and they just tear their place apart. Mm. For no reason other than we're looking for something. We don't know what we're going to find, but we're looking for something. Yeah. And so you got kind of like that, that that kind of mentality. Like, okay, so if everything is going good, then that means something bad is about to happen. Yeah. Right? right? Mm-hmm. So now you're constantly waiting for this. And then it becomes a game of almost self-sabotage. Like, oh, you know what? It's going to happen anyway, so let's, let's, let's do it this way. Yep. At least it's on my own marriage. Yeah. yeah. F it. I'm going to screw everything up. Anyway. Every, every is at some point everything's gonna get screwed up. So you know what? I'm gonna do it and take it. You know, because yeah. like like if we're not used to that piece, like you said, it's like it almost kind of um, if if if, you, if you're not uh, in a in a good place of healing and you don't have the proper support around you, mm-hmm. it almost builds like a, a, a pressure. Oh yeah, right. Like okay, so this is peaceful and this is everything that I've worked for. But then that part of you that says, okay, the other shoe's going to drop. And you're waiting for it. Yeah. And you're waiting for it. Even though, you know, you, you, everything you're doing is perfect. You know, you're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. You're doing everything you're supposed to. But then that you can't get out of it. It's hard to get out of that mentality of, okay, so something is going to happen. Yeah. Not everything is perfect, but you're doing everything that you have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, like, obviously life isn't perfect, but. And then it's like, okay, what next? But, yep. yeah, it's it's like a vast, it's like night and day compared to what you, you're you used to. And then it's like, yeah, so I can completely mm-hmm. understand that. Yeah. And then uh, another thing I, I was reading about um, this article and talking about relapse. And it, and it said you have to understand that relapse is a part of recovery. Mm-hmm. And then I looked back and I was like, okay, so right now I'm doing good. But I remember all those times in the past where I've relapsed. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, all three of us, we've done it. Mm-hmm. Right? We've relapsed in the past. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think um, to anybody out there, like, that's not a failure. Obviously not, because look where we're at. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're doing good right now. We've got some years under our belt and we're 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 walking that red road. But it wasn't without um, these slip ups and stuff in the past. Yeah. Well. So I think I, I think what I mean because that just kind of blew my mind a little bit right there too. It's like okay, so once I understand that that is part of it, yeah, 
Uh, you try to avoid it, but just because you know it might mm. happen to somebody, yeah. does not mean that's the end of the road. Yeah, yeah. right. He's not saying go out and relapse. Yeah, I'm not no, saying no, no. it's okay to go out. And but relapse. what he's saying is, if you happen to relapse, your relapse don't have to stay a relapse. Yeah, yeah. You can stop and like learn from it. Because like I always say, like if you learn from it, then it's not an L. Yeah, you know, it's not a loss. Because you learn from it, like okay, I went back out because of it. This, because I wasn't dealing with this part of my life. Yes, because uh, we ultimately lose. We ultimately go back out. We start using it because we want to escape. Um, so a big part of that for me is like staying in the moment. I got to stay here in the now constantly. Because if I start living in the past or future tripping, I'm gonna go back out uh, eventually. Uh, a couple of things you said there, we like you said we start like kind of subconsciously like or we want we want to well even like self sabotage, and for me that was always subconscious, like I just automatically started going into this destructive destructive mode and started falling back into manipulation, and then uh, before I knew it, I was using again, um, and it all started with that, like oh that peace came, and then I was like oh. How do I maintain this? How can I do this? And I start freaking out, start tripping about it, start future tripping about it. And I got this great advice. Like uh, the first time I came around to my winter season, um, I had terrible, um, terrible experiences with sponsors after years one and two. So I was like, okay, then this other guy asked him to be my sponsor. And he's like, you know what? Uh, since you've had bad experiences, why don't you just get some um, accountability people? Get like five or six people, and whenever you're going through something, like shoot it off these five or six people, and then you got five different perspectives that you can pick and choose from or use all of them or use none of them, use one of them. Um, so I did that until I got to my first winter season uh, when I hit that three-year mark and going to my four-year mark, you know, that's the winter season. So I was like, I got scared. I didn't want to go back out because this is winter season. People go back out, uh, relationships, and people break up and stuff like that. So I didn't want any of that to happen. So I got a sponsor. And our very first meeting, he's like, because like, that was a question on my mind. I was like, how do I keep this going? And like I didn't even ask him. And he just told me, he's like, just keep doing what you're doing. He's like, you're doing great. You're doing awesome. So you're going to all these meetings. You're chairing these meetings, and you're helping these people. Like, just keep doing that. Just keep doing what you're doing, and you're going to be fine. And, man, that was a huge weight off my shoulder. And so I checked in with him through for that whole, like, probably, like, the next six months. But then, like, um, like he kind of he got busy and, like, kind of quit returning my phone calls and texts and stuff. But because of that advice, I was like, okay, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm going to just continue to walk the red road. I don't like, I don't have to do anything extra. I don't have to do anything special. And when I first started feeling that peace and like, okay, something's going to go wrong, but I kept walking the red road. Um, nothing went wrong. Cause I wasn't creating it. <laughs> I wasn't making bad decisions anymore. I wasn't flying off the handle and cussing people out. I wasn't being manipulative. I wasn't self-sabotaging. So that chaos and that drama never came and still hasn't come. Because I'm not creating it yes. anymore. 
Um, so that was huge for me. And like just my own walk in the red road. Uh, and, and, uh, the, and the key with that too is like, you know, being able to accept that. Oh, so like, okay, so yeah, I, I can do this. I am doing this. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. so I, if, if, as long as you I are don't, doing a good uh, thing, you are doing a good thing. You are wow. okay, man. You are good. Life like, is not yeah, perfect, but we're doing enough. Good. You're enough. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I'm good enough. Yeah. Ooh, man, that's powerful. Like, you know, I challenge like any of all of our listeners, just wake up every day and look in the mirror. It's like, I'm good enough. Yeah. Tell yourself that. I'm good enough. And, and, it'll, it'll take you places. Yeah, and, and and speak in the present. Don't say, I can do this. Say, I am doing this. Yep. I'm doing this right now. Mm-hmm. Prophesy to yourself is what these guys are saying. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> speak that life into yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 man, that was good. Good episode. Um, <clears throat> yeah, man, I'm loving this weather. Woo, man, just one more week until basketball. <laughs> uh, okay, before you get into that, I was yeah, going to yeah. say uh, I watched a, a movie this weekend. Uh, Everything, everywhere, all at once. That's what it's called. Yeah. What's it about? And it's about this Asian lady, and she kind of lives this kind of humdrum life, but then she's like a chosen one. But she they, she learns how to tap into, like, cocaine, you know, like the multiverse. Oh, yeah, yeah. The multiple universes, and then she taps into all her other selves, and she, oh, keeps, okay. she jumps in between these different universes. And <laughs> one of them was, uh, for some odd reason, she said, it's a, a universe where people have hot dogs for fingers. <laughs> and it looks just like it, you know, it sounds like they all have hot dog hands. <laughs> I don't know why. And I thought of you two when I first saw that. And I was like, man, those guys would love that. It's because it's a funny movie, man. It's I mean, it's really good. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a, on what? It's a, everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay. Oh, I think I can. Okay, yeah, that kind of jogs memory. Maybe but, and and the they even they they even say how they how it came like that. Like they showed their history of that universe, and then like the the apes and the early mankind. They killed all the ones with regular hands. But anyway, so they so got apes don't like hot dogs. So, so they they got oh they they don't like the ones with the regular fingers. Oh okay, but it, so they got really good with their feet. Oh. And then, so she used that special skill and started beating up people with her feet. <laughs> and that's how Kung Fu was born. <laughs> well, she runs, to, runs into a Kung Fu version of herself, too. Everybody oh, and then, Kung Fu like this one, she was, she was like a, 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 a famous singer. Uh-huh. And so she had like higher lung capacity. So she was able to hold her breath when they did the tear gas on her. Mm. So, yeah, it was, it's a, it's a well, pretty crazy know. movie. It's, I'm going to watch it now. There's a lot of good funny parts in there. Uh, just um, word to the wise, maybe you might want to watch it with your kids. Oh, okay. It's not like super bad. It's just a lot of swearing. Not watch it with your kids? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said watch it with your kids. Oh, no, no, no. I, it's some good old harmless R-rated fun. <laughs> oh, one of those. One of those. <laughs> one of those but nuggets. Back to your... Back to your uh, uh, all Indian shootout. That's what you're gonna talk about. No, yeah, um, yeah, just basketball. Yeah, that's all Indian shootout next week. Actually, there's some Class C basketball that's happening this weekend. 
at Lockwood. Okay. Tip off, but it's all Bastila's goose. Mm. They're starting to uh, use the Lockwood a lot, huh? Yeah. That kind of like one of the premier. They got good facilities. School. That's kind of like we need like a mini metra. Yeah. Like maybe not the top route, not the top. No, yeah, yeah. But like a 7,500 seat. Yeah. Like I think 7,500 seats would be perfect for high school basketball. Perfect. Yep. And because like just I remember like when we were um, late 90s, middle school. Seems like every high school game I went to, man, it was packed. Yeah. Games don't get like that no more. Nope. Not even. So I, like, I remember when I was in high school, remember before they um put that they added on to the gym in prior or Plenicus? Yeah. And then they back in the day when it was just half, half of that seating and they'd play lodge grass and holy cow, oh, man, man. standing room only. Yeah, yeah that'd, that'd be really, like sta- yeah, people standing all the way around the court. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They there there were people outside that couldn't get in. Yeah. Looking like that game on above the rim, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Indians with one foot on the court even. Wow. Yellow rope right there. <laughs> yeah. Tripping the players. No, that'd be I think that would be perfect. Maybe that's what we build. Yeah. Unspoken words stadium. Unspoken words court. Yeah. We're open up we're opening up for donations tonight. Opening up uh donations tonight. If you would like to donate to unspoken words crowdfunding. <laughs> we'll put Basketball your name court? on. One of, we'll put your name on one of the bricks. <laughs> the only bricks will be the ones you're shooting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> later. I, you know what? As soon as I finished that sentence, I knew that was going to come. <laughs> so I just something like that. So every brick that JC shoots, <laughs> we'll put your name on it. <laughs> And we got a lot of room. <laughs> um, Man, imagine that, though, downtown. Oh, yeah. Dude, if you could, like, yeah. I think it would have to be, like, quite an interstate. Yeah, I wouldn't put it downtown. Why not? Where are you going to park? No. I think it would cost way too much to be downtown. Like, the logistics side of it is what I was thinking of. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, 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 I get it, but I'm saying, like, why wouldn't it be, like, that's what I'm saying, like, these, that's why these discussions happen, why wouldn't it be a good... Well, like I said, where would you park? Um, but you have, da- like, four parking garages downtown. And oh, downtown's yeah. really kind of hard to navigate, too, sometimes, yeah, on, a, on a good day. I think it would be good, like, it'd probably have to be, like, a Coliseum, Convention Center, Shopping Mall type of thing for Do you to be think? downtown. Yeah. yeah, well, because, you I mean, you'd have to make... Revenue in mean, other but, ways. Yeah, that's that's true. Because like these, uh, like so, like the Target Center, right? Yeah. Uh, Minneapolis is like a winter city. Yeah. You know, and then they have all these skywalks connecting their downtown area. Mm. But in a Target Center, like during a day, like you, you're connected to a mall. Uh, the stores open. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in the basement, they also have a fitness center. Um. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I they, think, and then they kind of like, like the why. Then they, they, you know, they have other events too, like concerts. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he said, like conventions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it would have to be like that but whole. My, my own, my only thing though was like, okay, so like Metro's outdated, and it's a ten thousand seat arena, but it's like so old. Like, what are you going to improve in there? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, 
but you need something because high school basketball, there's nothing like it. Mm. But that 7,500-seat arena could be big enough for the uh, native crowds. Yeah. But you could probably also transform it into, you know, like a rodeo function or trade center, you know, something similar. Or stick games. Yeah. <laughs> but I was saying for, like, natives, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I really yeah. wasn't saying, like, for other. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. No, but maybe. something, I think native tribes have to build here in town in order to build their oh, economics. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. CIB required for entry. Yeah. Yep. CIB at least. <laughs> maybe not for entry, but for. A 4432. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what is that? Uh, it's just like your um, your BIA number. Your blood quantum. You owe two like the official CIB. Yeah. You get it from BIA. Your dog tag. It's like an Indian social security number. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, and then uh, that's like if you're going to work in the government and want to do the Indian preference. Yeah. You have to go get that form. Turn it in with your application. Forty four thirty three enrollment number? Start with a U. Yeah. URC. 202U. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 202, that's the Crow Reservation. That's the number for the Crow Reservation. Is that why our license plates are 22? Oh, I don't know. That's the county. So, like, every tribe has that prefix. Okay. So, like, your, I remember Blackfeet is 201. Uh, I think, like, Fort Belknap or Fort Peck is 224. Because I, I used to work in land titles and records office in BIA. So all, everybody's number, so like if you're in Road Crow, you start out with 202, and it's either a U or a C. What about those shot ends? Man, what are they? I think 207. 207 committee. <laughs> <laughs> but they all start with two for some reason here in Montana. Because Montana was the second one. <clears throat> yeah. Two. Yep. Uh, so yeah, you guys watch any NBA basketball or college basketball? I know you don't watch college, but not a whole lot. I was uh, watching those, those, um, I guess that would be their tip off tournaments, right? They have those invitationals like the, oh, like the championship. League yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and I saw some of those there. It's, it was all right. Like I, again, like with anything like the beginning of the season, I kind of wait for things to kind of pan out. Maybe yeah. mid-season, then you really see because like North Carolina was preseason number one. Yep, and then now they're like twenty or something. <sighs> Man, they that first game they played on Thanksgiving Day, they played like the Portland University of Portland Pilots. Yeah, I never heard of them. They barely beat those guys, and right after that, they went on in a week span. They lost three games in a row. Damn. Yeah, I think and then they, they, just they dropped. Won. Yeah, I think they just lost one last night or the night before. Yep. And then Gonzaga was supposed to be uh way up there and they dropped way down. I think like for especially that top 10 in uh polls, I think that's a bad spot for teams cuz once if you're in that top 10, everybody's gunning for you. Everybody's going to bring their A game. Everybody's going the opponents are always going to be on fire. You know, and then like you might not be up for them because they're like a no name yeah. D one school. Kinda nothing to lose, huh? Yeah, so then the other team like brings it and then they're you're like you're think it's like a tomato can game, you're just gonna 
wipe the floor with them, and then they bring it, and they're like, oh, crap. Almost kind of resting on your boy your, your ranking, right? This boy hitting over here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I've seen it in the past two years. <clears throat> Everybody in that top ten was, like, never safe. They always lost. Number one seed always lost every week. That makes sense, though, because you got to realize, too, like, if you don't really, if you're not even, like, projected to be in, in the top, you know, the first, the initial. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's going to be, like, your championship game. Yeah, that, like a chip on your shoulder, too. Yeah, like. Like, they didn't even, they didn't even rank guys, us. These guys are ranked number three. Let's take them down. Let's take it to them, man. F them. Yeah. I've seen that in uh, high school, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where you, you get these. Really, really good teams, and then um, they get beat by a team that you wouldn't think could take them there. Yep. And it's like... It happened yeah. in the state tournament last year. Mm-hmm. Which one? Lotsgrass. Oh. Like, I, I feel like I feel like they were the superior team, right? Yeah. But, but okay. just because, like, they didn't... I don't think it was failure of preparation. I think it was just hunger. Um. Yeah, and but then at the end, I also have to remember that they barely beat that same team by three points at the beginning of the year too. So, yeah. well, there's got to be something there. Yeah, because I remember like when I was a junior in high school, um, like the Coast Strip Coats, man, they were top seed. Like we went over there and they spanked us by twenty five. Or no, they spanked us by thirty. I remember those guys. They spanked us by thirty on their home court, and then they came to our home court and beat us by twenty. And we met them in the semifinals at divisionals, and we beat them by ten. Because mm. I think same thing. They were just like, I oh, yeah, we spanked these guys. They they weren't up for us, and we were yeah. like, yeah, let's take it to them, and we beat them. Yeah, almost like sometimes, like a lot of these, you know, not just high school, uh, college, even the NBA. Like it's almost like a foregone conclusion. Oh, we're going to win this game. Yep. And so you're almost getting ahead of yourself. Yep. And then you, but you still have to play that game. Yeah. And then you kind of, but I guess you know. I mean, that's the thing about sports is, you know, you never know what's going to happen. That's why I like to watch it. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. drama in real time. Yeah. And sometimes True you that. win and sometimes you lose, but that's that's life, you know? Yeah, yeah that's why I, yeah, that's why I appreciate about the big dance because, like, whoever shows up. Uh, ultimately, you know, a couple of number one seeds will make it to the final four, but then you're always going to have that, you know, that Cinderella story, that 12th seed that's going to make it to the final four, too, because they showed up. Mm-hmm. No, that's the beauty of it, and kind of why I don't like the NBA playoffs, because like teams are built for that, like the seven game series. Um, so like ultimately the teams that are built for that seven game series are gonna win. I think it's just different because you're playing like chess. Yeah. Right, like yeah, in yeah. the NBA, it's kind of more like everybody's good, mm-hmm. but it's just like who gets more. <laughs> Uh, we to get some more balls to bounce their way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just know? gotta play with it. <laughs> <laughs> There's no talking to you guys. <laughs> Wolf. But no, we should have kept the barking thing. Yeah, I, all episode. <laughs> I, I, I see exactly what you mean too. Because, like, I mean, like I said, you know, any given night, anybody can win. But over like a series, like y- yeah. y- you make those adjustments, and you say, yeah. okay. This is what we did wrong. This is where we kind of, or maybe versus I, like the high school in the in the college format because like you got who's going to have the hot hand. And I'm reminded of that because my dad and them when they won back in then, this was like 40, 50 years ago, 1980. Uh, yeah, 
Uh, so they were like the 79-80, they won the title, but they didn't do very good mm. during the regular season. I think they were like 17-6 and six or, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't really do very good, but towards the end of the regular season, they all started gelling. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then they had a really good run during the – and they were like uh, – they played Red Lodge, and Red Lodge beat them both games. Yeah. Previous, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they got to the third one, and then they're like, hey, don't worry about these guys. and <laughs> Don't worry about that guy. He's just a dribbler. They were saying that about my dad, and my dad came out and smoked him. Busting him up, huh? Yeah. 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 No, that happens. That just reminds me of, like, uh, Plenty Coup last time they won the st- state cross-country team. They weren't even, like, the projected, like, top ten teams, you know, they, like, at the state tournament. They weren't even in that top ten, and they came in and – the runners just like went all out and smoked, We're the conversation. <laughs> smoked everybody. That, that reminds me of um, when they went. They 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 took state when my dad was a coach, mm-hmm. and he 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 got a hold of me that time. And he, hey, they're gonna have a victory dance because we took state for cross country. And oh, I didn't even know you guys had a team. You <laughs> <laughs> said that. Yeah, throw, throwing shade at the old man. Yeah. <laughs> was that two thousand one, two thousand two? No, it was five. Oh, 2005? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you guys yeah. had cross country team? Oh, oh, I didn't even know you guys had a team. Couldn't even have that for That's funny. Had to throw some shade at him real quick. All right. Cool, cool, cool. All righty. Uh, you guys want to, any last words for episode 110? Famous last words of. I 10 episode. I 10, Kadak. Yeah, watch out if you're in San Francisco. Don't get too rowdy. They're gonna they're releasing robots that kill. So, oh, is that real? Yeah, that's real. They have the green light. They got the green light. Skynet kill to kill. I mean, because San Francisco is also the same city that has like these freaking robots all over, right? Yeah, in hotels and stuff. Yep, Skynet. It's happening right before our eyes, and we're making jokes about it. <laughs> That's how it starts, man. No, Arnold Schwarzenegger knocks on your door. Then, ugh. he said, "Come with me if you want to live." Oh, that's your pickup line, huh? <laughs> <laughs> pickup line. Man, I was day. reading this week somewhere, man, where they were taking like the, this guy consented to having his brain. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're trying. I mean, I don't know if they accomplished it, but I know that's probably something on the agenda. Like he consented, like to change. So, like, a just-deceased person, right? Yeah. Like, both of them were just-deceased, but they wanted to swap. Like, like, consciousness? This guy's brain and see, like, if they put his brain in that new body, if, it if he work. would be the person that had the body. Yeah. Or if he would take, like, the, like if he would take his life experiences in that previous body and transfer it. Oh, yeah. Did it work? I don't know. Oh, he consented to it. Yeah, but that's what they that was the thing. Like what I read, I didn't really go into but I'm just Yeah. No, I think that, that's crazy. No, I think they've probably already tried that. I mean, those are the type of things that probably been happening already. Yeah, they wanna yeah. So like that would be like taking my brain out and putting it in your thing. And then like it was And then it, trying to see like if my brain Yeah, is it, if it's me or you. That's really what they're experiencing. That, that's the experience. It would be us. Excellent. <laughs> 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 me and you together forever. 
Fires, <laughs> 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 there's gonna be some toxic people out there trying to do that now. Just put my brain in your body to be both of us. Unseparable. <laughs> Best of both worlds. You can never leave me, baby. And I can't miss you at work. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. That's toxic. <laughs> you should just come work at my work so I don't miss you. <laughs> Boo, just put your brain in my body then. <laughs> Red flags, people. Red flags. <laughs> <laughs> and at this time we we call on the drum group to sing the red flag song. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, those red flag lulus. Oh, hey, we gotta upload those lulus too. Maybe we'll you, do that you today. Sh- you should. Uh, I'm, I'm setting them right now. Cue it up. All right, so. We like to say a special thank you to all our listeners out there. You know, be safe. Use your tools as we go through this holiday season. It's difficult for some of us. And uh, continue to reach out and continue to spread the unspoken words, gospel, Billy Graham style, all our unspoken words, disciples. We love you. We appreciate you. All our listeners out there all over Flat Earth. Have a good holiday season. We'll see you back on 111 episode. Peace out, Shinnick. Be good to yourself. And don't put your brain in their bodies. <laughs> What's up, Holler at your boy? This is your favorite Indian, JCB. Hey, yo, it's Randy B, a.k.a. Pod Gotti. Yo, Josiah Mo Fire. AKA Mo Hugs Not Drugs. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.